Welcome to the Discover Your Joy podcast. I'm your host, Maya Urban, the Urban Healer. I'm a life coach, Reiki master, Akashic record reader, and registered nurse. I'm here to guide you towards living a life you truly love by learning to downregulate your nervous system, resetting your energy, and reconnecting to your essence. We'll talk about everything from evidence-based neuroscience tools to ancient healing wisdoms and how you can incorporate these in your everyday life to heal, expand, and feel joy again. For ways to work with me, visit theurbanhealer.ca. Now let's get into the show. Hello, and welcome to the Discover Your Joy podcast. My name is Tamea Urban, and I will be your host. Hey, thanks for being here. <laughs> Part three of the wedding. My God, could you imagine this was like our actual big wedding with like 200 people? This would be like a nine episode series. Just kidding. No, 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 no. So anyways, let's dive right in. So I wanted to talk about the pre-wedding week. So I usually have all of my clients on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. And then obviously Wednesday, I drove to Durham to get like my hair and my nails done. I had some errands to run. So I moved everyone to Monday. So Monday, Tuesday was just like, other than my morning rituals and me like relaxing was all clients, which I love. I love, love, love my client days. Like sometimes people are like, isn't that a lot to have so many back-to-back like deep healing trauma calls? And I'm like, no, it actually fulfills me because me processing someone's trauma brings me the utmost joy. It just like fuels me. Like I love it. So anyways, I worked Monday, Tuesday, and then Wednesday was my hair done, errands, nails done, we're good to go. And then for the rest of the week, the beginning of the week, I let myself chill. Like there wasn't like an early wake up call. Like I was just like, sleep in, go for a walk, slower mornings, longer rituals, like Reiki, breath work, tapping, just leaning into holding space for myself. I mean, I was not at my best, as I've mentioned, this is my pre-period week. I'm not feeling phenomenal. Like my energy level isn't great. I'm very sensitive. I'm just not feeling the best. So I'm just like, I'm not pushing myself. And I mean, I will say that I'm super proud of myself for being able to do this just because when things feel like they're, they were not spiraling. So that's not the right word. When things feel busier, a little bit more overwhelming, and there's more pressure, I tend to micromanage and like get fixated on things that I could maybe manage. So for example, being really particular in terms of what I was eating and like definitely going to the gym more, things like that. And I don't think I've ever shared this on the podcast. I used to have like an absolute raging eating disorder, all of them awful. And that would always be my go-to if I'm super stressed or things are like not feeling good is just like, all right, we're just not eating because I'm not, I'm not hungry. I'm nauseous. No, I'm trying to micromanage and be in control. So I was a little bit like, "Mm, is this going to be like triggering that a little bit? Because I mean, you want to look as good as you can in your wedding dress. And then knowing that I was going to get my period on the day of my wedding, I was just like, fuck, I'm going to be bloated. But I, I was like, no, I will look how I look side note, definitely had a pooch, which I was like, oh my God, people are gonna be like, you're pregnant. And I was like, no, just bloated uterus. Thank you. But I didn't go down that road. And that made me really happy because I was a little worried. I was like, am I going to be a little bit fixated on food? But I totally wasn't. So yay, yay for me. Yay for healing. 
So that wasn't happening. And then I wanted to go to the gym a little bit more just to burn off some steam, but like, I just didn't have that energy. I'm like, I'm going to take a nap. Like I'm going to relax. I need to do less. And even like, obviously before your period, that is not your giver at the gym week. Like that is a chill, soften, slow down kind of a thing. So I was like, no, (laughs) my body is not having it. It does not matter. What's done is done. I look the way I do. I don't feel perfect in this moment for sure, but like, it does not matter. So yay for that. I had a Akasha healing session with one of my good friends, Rosalind. We exchange services all the time. She's incredible. She will be on the podcast soon. Stay tuned. And I just like spent time outside. Like I went for walks. I went to the sauna, just chilling. And I mean, like that being said, like I was pretty maxed out. It's interesting because like one of my things that I do when I do feel like there's more pressure and like I'm uncomfortable with some of the healing that's happening, which I'm like, I celebrate. Like that is great. Like that, that is wonderful. I've just hit a new layer of being uncomfortable, which means it's a new layer that's ready to be healed and released. And whenever I do have this like urge to binge on Gabby Birdstein, she is my girl. I love her like voice, her energy, her wisdom. And even when I'm like re-listening to like the same podcast or the same audiobooks or same meditations, it's just like it hits differently. So I spent a lot of time reflecting and like becoming very clear on where my next layer of healing needs to be. And like, what's the next lesson? What is the next? And not in a like, okay, gotta go next. Like, let's go. But in a like, interesting. Okay. I haven't seen this pattern before. I, it's there. I've just ignored it. haven't seen it, but I'm like, I see what's not ideal. Okay. All right. And it's funny. Cause like one of her books, the only book I have not read is judgment detox. And I've like started it so many times. I'm just like, mm, doesn't resonate. Mm, don't like it. Yeah. Because I fucking needed it. And I wasn't ready to heal that. And I really, really leaned into that. So it was like, I had some really good cries. And I mean, like, I would like to say I had like one day where I was like frustrated crying, but the rest was like, Ooh, I'm releasing something. Ooh, that does not serve me. Ooh. Okay. That's a huge energy leak. I need to let that go. And I had like really, really, really powerful moments of healing. Like when I was driving to Durham on the Wednesday, like I literally cried for like an hour and 40 minutes and it was like ugly crying. And I was just like, Oh my God, I just see everything differently. And it was just like, Oh, look at that generational trauma pattern unfolding. Oh, I see it. Oh, I'm doing it. Nope. I'm done. I'm not doing that. Or being like, interesting. That's something I've done multiple times. Oh, that does not serve me. That is really, really silly. So anyways, loved it. Did that. Yay. So now we're at the day before the wedding where I had his, like part of his family was staying at my house. And one thing that I was like, made a super hard rule, like, Hey, I'm happy to do that. Take my house. That's fine. I'm not playing host. Uh, no. And I mean, they would never expect me to like truly his family is incredible. They're the chillest, most relaxed people, but there's no way I can be in the house without like frantically cleaning 
or like being fixated on something stupid, like what snacks are in the cupboards, you know, like just being that host. And I was like, I need to get out. So I like even was like, babe, I love you beyond words. I'm not cleaning. I'm not doing anything. I cleaned before they came last time, which side note made it harder than I needed to be. But I'm like, I'm not cleaning. I'm not prepping. I'm not getting groceries. You're going to have to do this one. Love you. I'm going to leave you. So I went to Picton for the day. I was like, Tegress and I are going to have a little girl's day. And the check-in fruit of the place I was staying at, the cave, was supposed to be around like four or five. And I was like, you know what? I'm either just going to like find somewhere to sit and like go to the Royal, go to the coffee shop, whatever, or I'm going to see if maybe they'll let me check in a little bit early. I was okay with whatever happens. And they're like, not a problem. Go ahead. And I'm like, bless your soul. Yay. So I checked in early and I just had this like really beautiful day. Like one, the Cape is beautiful. Like it is like, I don't even know how to put it into words. The energy of that building, it was like built in like 1850 or something. It's this beautiful mansion. It's turned into a wedding venue, but then also it's like a boutique hotel where there's only four rooms. Stunning. Like I will come here again, star this, follow them, check them out. Oh my God. Fantastic. The best energy. And I really feel the energies of different spaces. And this energy was just like, you are home. You are safe. Relax. Exhale. Yes. So they let me check in early. My suite was stunning. It was huge. So beautiful. Like it was just perfection. I was like, yes, yes, yes. This is definitely the perfect place for me to be the night before. So the thing was they had this massive walk-in shower, like incredible. Like you could have a small party in there if you wanted to, no judgment, you do you, but they didn't have a tub and you know, I'm a tub girl. So I was like, you guys don't have a tub do you? And this was on the phone. So I wasn't even there yet. So I was like looking online, but I'm like, I couldn't see any pictures of tubs. And they're like, well, your room doesn't have it, but another room does. So what if I just give you access to that? I'm like, are you kidding me? Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Incredible. So it was like everything, like the check-in was amazing. They like helped me carry all my bags up and there was many, they like, uh, the person who checked me in, like, we literally like had a little chit chat and we talked about like how my partner I met and the story about my dress and the shoes and the, it was perfect. So did that. Then I ended up actually, I attuned someone in Reiki. (laughs) I'm not working. Yes, I am. Just kidding. It was just a quick call. It worked in terms of timing. There was something that this person's working through that I just think that the Reiki would have really softened that journey. And I'm just like, listen, I'm I'm here for it. It's a quick call. Let me attune you, which I feel like was just really beautiful as well. So it's this beautiful, sunny day. And I mean, like everything about the room was just like, you know, something is like super curated, but in a like mindful, intentional way. And like everything is where it needs to be for a reason. Like it's like, Oh my word. Like, like I can't even brag about this enough. So it was just like, they had a fully stocked fridge where it was like all local ciders and beers and sparkling water. They had like little chocolates. They had coffee with a little French press and like, like they had their own like essential oil blend. Like, Oh my gosh, perfection. Loved it. So I did a little bit of work, sent out a couple of emails, sorted a couple of last minute things, just checked in with the vendors. And then Tegress and I went for a walk. We grabbed a matcha from the bean counter because, you know, that's my favorite matcha in the county. Then I went to Nourish the Soul, which is the beautiful spiritual store right beside the bean counter, which is on Main Street in Picton. You can't miss it. I've become really close with the owner, Debbie. She's an angel. Like she is like 
the definition of divine mother, like her energy, it just like is a warm hug on a cold day. She's so wonderful. Please check out the store. That's why I buy all my spiritual stuff. And I went there because I wanted to get some sage and some sweet grass, which I ended up getting both. And both of them were infused with lavender, which was like just so lovely. So then actually I haven't even had a chance to tell her about what was happening because I haven't talked to her since August. So it was funny because like we just had a little chat, told her, and then she's like, where's the, where are you guys having dinner? I'm going to the Royal. And she's like, oh my God, what time? And I was like, well, our dinner's at 5.30. And she's like, no, we are having dinner, her and her husband at six at the Royal. And I was like, stop. I'm like, perfect. You get to see me in my pretty dress. I'm so excited. Universe, you're so funny. And like, she doesn't go to the Royal often. She's having to get a gift card from like a neighbor. So worked out perfectly. So we chatted, chilled, we're good. I took Tegrassa to the dog park, the most beautiful dog park ever. It is like rolling hills. It's this massive dog park. So I went for a little walk. I was talking to my friend Rosalind and she was kind of giving me a little bit of an Akashic download for what's coming through. And we were just like having a little voice note session back and forth, which just like soothed my soul. And it was again, like that day and the day before I had this like deep revelation of if you surrender, you need to surrender more. And the more that you lean back and the more that you let the universe take the wheel, the more you're going to be guided to where you're meant to go, but you're going to get there easier. Like you're going to where you're going, but why not get the fancy Uber ride there as opposed to the bumpy, not so great Uber that's stinky with the weird driver. It's like, why are we making things difficult? Because we're human and our nervous systems are trained to continue doing the same things over and over again and is scared of expansion and goodness. Like it's harder to hold space for love and joy than it is for suffering and pain. Like we are very good at that. So I was getting this like, oh my gosh, the downloads this week, like the week before the wedding in terms of where my business is headed, where my spiritual practice is headed, where I am headed. It was just profound. And like, I still need to sit with it before I can like share it all. But it was just like, okay, got it. Okay, got it. So like this kind of hit me, but then she was like, I feel like I need to tell you. And she literally was like, take your hands off the wheel. I'm like, girlfriend, my hands are off the wheel. She's like, hands off the wheel. I'm like, they're off. I got you. They're off. And she's like, she called me out in a really beautiful, gentle way of just like, and I mean, I've made peace with this. And also it does not matter because it truly does not. Like I was being sensitive for silly reasons and I acknowledge that, but I was just reminded of like, are you marrying the love of your life? Yes. Nothing else matters. Like the little details that didn't come in on time, the things of just, are we getting married? Are we not? Are the divorce papers coming? When is he proposing? It's just like, it doesn't fucking matter. And like, it's so funny because me getting fixated on when is the proposal happening and having a engagement period, quotation marks, it doesn't matter. And like literally the way he planned it, he had a plan from the beginning. He knows how important this was for me. Like it made it very clear, clearly. And he just wanted to make it different and special. And he was like, he really wanted it to be caught on like camera in terms of just getting pictures because he knows how important for me pictures are. It's just like, I love looking at pictures of, you know, moments and like things that I've been through and like things I've shared with others. Like it just, that's important to me. So it's like, that was his fixation of just like, 
how do I make this so sacred, so special, capture it on camera, make sure she looks good and feels good. Like, how can I make this as special as possible? And I was just like, well, when is that happening? And that's so silly. And that is a reminder for each of you because you have things that you want, but then you're like, and I want them like this on this timeline. Well, time doesn't exist and you can't see the endless possibilities of all the things that could happen for you. So it's like you have one perspective, but that's not the right and best perspective. So it's like, take a big breath, exhale, let it go, lean back, trust the process. And I know we know this and we hear this, but it's like, actually do it. And it was like, I really wish I could tell me the week before the wedding to be like, but everything always does work out because you're literally a queen manifester and, and like the details don't fucking matter and stop stressing. And again, it's like, I wish I actually did that. Like I was trying to, and again, it could have been worse. I'm proud of how I kept my shit together. But that being said, it does not matter. So then I went to go to the grocery store to get me my fancy water. I'm a water snob and I will not apologize. And I want various types of water all the time. That's me. Will not apologize. Took a nice long ass shower, cleansed the day away. And then I went to have a little sauna session and it was perfect because the sauna I use is at my gym. It is not my favorite gym. I'm not going to lie. And it's like, there's a variety of people, including kids that are literally screaming in and out of the sauna. Door is open. It's zero percent then. And I was just like, surrender. It doesn't fucking matter. Surrender. It doesn't fucking matter. They're screaming children. Beautiful. That means they're happy and they're filled with joy. Let them. And if it's not that hot in the sauna, like you want it, who cares? Maybe you don't need the heat right now. It doesn't matter. Literally go there. No one's in the change room. No one's in the sauna. All kids are like quiet. And I was like, oh, blessings. <laughs> bless, bless, bless. So did that. And then I had the most luxurious bath ever in that insane tub. It was so beautiful. Teresa was stressed as fuck because she was like, am I getting another fucking bath? Cause I had a bath two days ago and I'm not here for it. So she was like not feeling it. But then when she realized I'm taking a bath, she was like, whatever. <laughs> and just chilled and relaxed. Did that. Had a moment to meditate, had a moment to chill with my dog, had a video call with my man. Bless him. Like, I don't know. Is there a rule you're not supposed to talk to the man the night before? It doesn't matter. Mm -mm. He's my person. We calm each other. And it was just like, good to see him and chat. And then I get out of the tub. I start getting ready to go to bed and I got my period. Well, and so it is not ideal, not ideal, which is also kind of like, shit, am I going to have my heavy day tomorrow? Well, tis life moving on. So did some tapping, did meditation, just chilled. Best bed ever. Like, I'm literally like, may I buy this bed, please? So anyways, went to bed. I woke up crazy early the next day. I woke up at like 5.30, like giddy and excitement and smiling. No cramps, thankfully. And I just uh, like dove right in. I got into my morning practices, made sure I made them a little bit longer and just let myself be. Like, it was like looking out the window. <laughs> Also seeing that it's downpouring and it's raining. And I was like, and so it is, I might look like a frizzy, like hairball and it is what it is. I'm still marrying the love of my life. And I'm happy. And I get to see my people and it's okay. It's okay. 
So just had a little bit of time with Teresa and we cuddled. There was the most beautiful breakfast in bed. Everything was from local farms and it was like labeled for like the butter is from here. The jam is from here. The gluten-free whatever is from here. It was just like so lovely, so beautifully put together. Did that. Then, oh my gosh, I love this. One of my really great girlfriends who lives in the county, she is a runner and she was like, I love my bag. I love my bag. I was like, what? So she's running, going for her morning run. And she ran by the Cape. She's like, what one are you at? Oh my bless. I love you so much. So got to see one of my girlfriends. And then Teresa and I went for a long walk just to, you know, just have a moment outside, be in nature. And then the festivities begin. So I went to Bloomfield to get my hair done and I did a simple blowout. I can't be bothered with bridal hair. Um, so I went to Odette. Ali was amazing. Then I got home to put my layers of spandex on. The thing that was like hilarious and not is because my dress was so backless and low cut. There was no high-waisted anything. So like try to find a pair of pantyhose and like kind of supportive undergarments. Also zero level sexy. I showed my partner and he's like, I did not need to see that. Jesus Christ. But like to have something that like literally stops at your, like below your waist at like your hip, that was challenging. So anyways, we did it. It's all good. And then my makeup artist came. Megan is divine. She is so incredibly talented. She's the one who did my makeup for my business photo shoot, which was kind of like my pre-wedding. I I guess that was my bridal practice run. I don't know what they call it. Again, not a normal bride here. So we did that. And then my photographer, Christine was like, Hey, do you mind if I just come by early? I just want to kind of like check out the space, get an idea where I'm shooting things. Do you mind if I just like hang out? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Christine's wonderful. I've never met her in person, but I'm literally like, you are my friends. We are friends. I love you. Like, She's amazing. So she came by. So there I am, I'm getting my makeup done. And then all of a sudden, well, actually first things first, got my flowers. My flowers were Dahlia Thalia, again, local. And it was like, I want the smallest bouquet possible. I don't want it to be symmetrical. This is one thing I didn't want symmetrical. I wanted to look a little bit wild. I want to have like super like romantic fall vibes. And she nailed it. It was so pretty. Currently drying my bouquet. I really hope I did it right. So I'd love to keep these flowers intact. So then here I am. My flowers are there. Makeup's being done. I'm in my weird layers of things with my sticky boobs. Oh my God, that hurts so bad. I hate it. Like it just like the tape is like burning a little bit. Mm, not a fan. Anyways, the shit women have to do. And then also I just do my makeup. I'm like, can you hold on a second? And she's like, absolutely. And I check my phone and he's here. And I literally had like, it's like, we're so energetically connected that I'm like, I can feel him. He's here. And then I checked my phone because we share a location. And I was like, he's in the parking lot. And it's like so funny because I told Christine this lady, like, why would you do that? Why would you ruin the surprise? And I was like, no, you cannot surprise me. And then I'm like looking at the makeup artist, Megan. And I was just like, 10 bucks. He's here. He's coming up. And he got me here. He's just saying. I like had this like download come through. And it was so funny. And then all of a sudden... Christina's like on the bed, but like lying a little bit funny. I'm like, okay, I see you. I see you. You have suspicion written all over you. 
and there's a knock on the door and there he is. So he comes in, he looks so good. He just got like his beard trimmed and like he's wearing a cute little outfit and he has Harry's in his hands. Bless this man. You know, I love Harry's. They have amazing gluten-free buns, the best fries, love the burgers. You will not feel gross and yucky after like it's the most grounding hearty meal ever. We go regularly. And he's like, Hey, I just wanted to bring you a meal. He's like, I know sometimes when you get busy, you forget to eat. And I just want to make sure that you do. And thank God, because I drank a lot of wine that night. And if I didn't have this burger would have not been pretty. So he gives me the, the bag. I open the bag. Oh, hello there. Little black velvet box. I see you on top of the fries. I see you. And I was like, you little shit. You have proposed with Harry's. So will I ever be able to say no? Obviously not. So then what is the next thing that needs to happen? He tells me all the beautiful things. He's down on one knee. He takes out the ring, which is literally the ring I had on my vision board. It is insane. Like my mind is like, what in the actual fuck? That is beautiful. Like it is like, I, I don't even know what to say. And then he's like, will you marry me? And then what does a girl do? She takes a fry and starts eating it. And then, you know, being a dick, being like, Hey, yeah, uh, can I think about it? I just want to like eat some fries first. Cause I'm really hungry. And he's just like, you've got to be kidding me. Then I kind of start choking on my fry because I actually haven't drank enough water and my throat is really dry. And I'm also like, Holy shit, this is actually happening. And he did it. And this perfect. And I'm like, why can I make this so difficult? Cause this is literally the cutest thing ever. And I love it. And this is so us say yes. Oh my God. I'm dying to see those pictures. I haven't seen them yet. And then he went to go get ready. And also like pause. Of course it was perfect. Of course it was exactly how it needed to be. Of course I overanalyzed this and made this way too difficult. And it was us. It was special. It was simple. It was, it was just so good. And it's funny because like the week before I got him Harry's as a surprise and I posted on my stories being like, our love language is Harry's, which is true. And this is kind of like a little go-to where we want to go when we need a little, like little song song. And it was just so perfect. And I was just like, why did I make this so difficult? Oh, why? I did because I'm human and here we are, but um, we did that. And then naturally, because again, I'm so not a normal bride. I was like, we need to do a photo shoot with this burger. So picture me in like a super cute black satin robe, my Jimmy Choo's, my makeup done, nails done, beautiful ring, literally like mowing down on this burger. And I mean, like, I wasn't like two bites. Okay. We're done. I'm like, yo, give me a moment. I'm eating a burger. Like I'm eating the burger. Oh God. It's such a good burger. Truly. So anyways, ate my burger. We finished my, like, there's a little bit of touch up. Well, she didn't do my lips. because She was like, this bitch is about to eat burger. So when I was done eating my burger and brush my teeth, then she finished my lips. And then we went downstairs to do our first look. I didn't know how we were going to do this. And I didn't even like look at options, but then Christine did it in the cutest way ever where we kind of like backed up, like walking backwards until we like bumped into each other. It was just perfect. It was like the moment we're touching life is literally unshakable and just perfect. Oh my gosh. Am I crying? Ooh. 
okay, <laughs> really love my partner. He's really amazing. Oh gosh. So we had this like super intimate, sacred moment. Nobody's there. It's fucking raining. It is dark out. It is moody. So good. And we turned around and we saw it for the first time. And it was just like, yep, yep. This is my person. Yep. Luckiest woman alive. Yep, 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 yep. So good. So good. I'll be sharing that video as well soon. So anyways, we did that. Then we did some fun pictures on our own. And then we were headed to town hall to do the ceremony. So I'm going to break your hearts a little bit. The divorce papers did not come. It was just nothing we can do. Like they were, somebody didn't scan it when it was leaving Montreal. And then it was like somewhere between Ottawa and Belleville. But like, because it wasn't scanned, we didn't know where it was. We didn't know when it was coming. We didn't get our marriage license. And we still did a ceremony. So thankfully, City Hall was just like, we're totally okay with still doing the whole shebang. We're obviously not going to sign. And it's not like legally a marriage. But then our families got to witness it. We exchanged our vows. We had our moment. We celebrated. We celebrated our love. So was it an engagement party? I don't think so. We're still considering this our date, November the 17th. And we are considered ourselves married. I mean, the paperwork is coming. And it came like a few days later into the next week. And that's fine. And it's like, was I upset about it? I actually wasn't because I'm just like, I don't fucking care. I'm here to celebrate my partner. I'm here to celebrate our love. I'm here to celebrate with our friends and family. I'm here to eat some real good food and have a couple of drink drinks. Those little details and logistics actually don't fucking matter. So here we are. Some people were not impressed with this. And I mean, it doesn't matter. And it's like, well, is this even a legal marriage? Well, no, it's not. But do I fucking care? Slash life is life. Things don't usually go as planned and you kind of roll with punches. So that being said, we had the ceremony. Teresa walked me down the aisle and she was so excited because she's like, oh my God, look at this room filled with all these people who love me. Everyone is here to greet me. Oh my God, this is fun. I am here for it. And I'm just like, cool. I'm here too. No big deal. So we exchanged our vows. He's so funny. The first thing he said was, I love you more than bacon. And I was like hysterically laughing because this man loves bacon. Like he could eat a packed of bacon a day, like every day for the rest of his life. Like he is a bacon fanatic. And it's like, if he does get a burger, he's like, what are the different types of bacon you have? Because I want all of them. Like, I'm not kidding, which is so funny because like, he's so fit. I'm just like, where do you put all this bacon? Anyways, you do you boo, whatever makes you happy. Even like threw in a little bit of Hungarian. He was so sweet. And then it came to me to do my vows and I am crying. And like, I could barely talk. And I was like, are you kidding me? And those who know me really well is like, I'm a really put together, don't cry in public kind of girl. And there's no judgment for crying in public, but I, I just usually don't. And not like I shouldn't, but I just don't. So the fact that I was like... I love you so much. Oh my God. I was like, this is awful. And it was like, literally like, I couldn't even talk. Like it was like, I need a moment. And I was like, oh my God, I'm that person. Wow. So funny. So 
when you meet the right person, they literally break your heart open and they make you so soft that you can't even say your vows. Thanks, babe. Anyways, it was perfect. It was beautiful. And then we headed back to the Cape for family pictures. We dropped off to Gressa with my girlfriend. So in the summer I was hanging out with River, that beautiful husky mix. So we taught, we dropped off to Gressa with her buddy River. And then we went to the Royal. So the Royal was where we had our dinner and then like a little cocktail hour. And the thing here that was freaking hilarious. So the week before, I guess maybe like 10 days before, first they were going to put us in the dining hall. And then they were like, no, no, we're going to put you in the library. And then I was like, is it the back room with the fireplace? And they're like, yeah, exactly. And I was like, shut the front door. In January, when I first moved to the county and my girlfriend Tara and I, when I first like kind of like landed and unpacked and wherever, the first Friday that came up, we were like, let's go to the Royal. Let's grab some appies. Let's grab some drinks. Let's create my dating profile. And it started off with just like, you know, a drink. Well, it turned into a lot more than a drink. We were absolutely trashed. It was the funnest night ever, which was perfect because she literally got pregnant right beforehand. So literally county place to be if you want to get pregnant or get married. Also hinge gone right. Just saying. And we ended up going to the back room, the library, and we sat on the couch and we were sipping on our wine and we were giggling and she was making my dating profile and we started swiping, which was hilarious. No, I did not meet him that night, but that's how it began. And then I'm like, holy shit, my wedding reception, which is six and a half months after we matched on Hinge, insane, I know. And I'm having my wedding dinner with the love of my life. When I met on a dating app in the same room, I created the dating app. Are you for real? Yes. Amazing. So here we go. We had that. It was beautiful. We had a blast. Our families got along super well. I mean, his mother and my mother were like, babies, when are the babies? And I was like, well, I mean, can we legally get married first, please, ma'am, calm down. Also, so funny. It is what it is. I know they're like in grandma fever because like all of our friends have babies. And I'm just like, how about you guys make sure that my darling man is in the same province as me when I'm ovulating? Like, this is not on me. This is more on the military and his work schedule. Okay. Thank you. Get off me, my uterus. Blessings. But fun and games were good. Everyone just had such a good time. We were only supposed to be there for like a couple hours, but then they literally just gave us that room for like the entire evening. Like we didn't end up leaving until midnight when I was like, babe, I am done. Like, No ounce of me can socialize or drink more wine. I need to be put to bed. I am exhausted. So then we headed back and just fell asleep because that's what you do on your wedding night. <laughs> There's nothing left to give after that point. And that was our wedding. I'm trying to make sure I like shouted out everyone I needed to. I am going to put everything in the blog. I am going to put all the links. Um, so you guys have that. And then now I'm going to dive into the questions. I think I'm okay with time. I am. Okay. So yes, we did always talk about this before he proposed. I kind of explained this in the last few episodes. I mean, did I want to have a big surprise proposal? 
not really. Also, it's really hard to surprise me because I get like visual downloads of things that are about to happen. And I get, I have a really good Spidey sense, especially with him. The two of us cannot keep secrets. Like we just can't. Like it's like the moment someone's energy shifts, the other person knows. So yeah, we talked about it. I mean, I thought I would get proposed to prior to the wedding, but the fact that it happened on the day, I, I think is absolutely beautiful and perfect. And I love that Christine was there to capture that as a picture. It's better than I thought it could be. And it worked out beautifully. And reality check, my ego did not have like the best idea. So it's good. It was just like so intimate and special. And like, I know it's kind of like, oh my God, you shouldn't see the groom before the wedding. How about I do things how I fucking want and fuck the rules? It is not bad luck to see them beforehand. That's silly. We are each other's anchors. We are each other's person. And we needed to see each other before we kind of got the party started, literally. So anyways, that was that. How do you know that he is your forever person in such a short time? You know when you know. Like there was no ounce of me that was hesitating. And it's like, for me, it's the check-in with your nervous system. It's like, are you sleeping okay? How's your digestion? Are you bloated? Are you pooping? And it's like, when those things are working, my nervous system's good and feels calm and safe. And I have never felt this safe with another partner ever. And that's that. It's like, when you know, you know, and it's, it's like, we just did. And even when people meet us, they're like, oh my God, you must've been together for years. And we're like, no, three seconds. So just, he's my person. I'm his. And here we are. How did your parents react? They were happy because like, initially they were just like, this is moving a bit fast. Like in terms of when we met, like I met his mom, like two and a half months into it. And like, he was already saying like, this is the woman I'm going to marry. And then his mom was kind of like, oh, that's early. But then once she got to know me and she saw me and him together, she's like, yeah, of course. And like, my family was just ecstatic. It's just, I mean, I feel like my family just is used to the fact that I do everything quickly <laughs> and on my own timeline and things never make sense. So they're kind of just like, what ridiculous news do you have for us now? Um, but yeah, no, everyone was happy. Like I love his sister, also a Pisces. And she was just like, I didn't like his first wife. And like, even his entire family was like, no, we didn't like her. It was like a hard no. Like people were like, are you sure? Do you want to do, you shouldn't do this. And like with his family, with me, they're just like, we fucking love you. Like his sister is so amazing. And it's like, it's so funny. Cause like one of my big manifestations was, I don't want to just love my partner. I want to like love my mother-in-law. I want to love my father-in-law. I want to like love his entire family through and through. Like they're my family. And it's just like, of course. So our families were happy. I think I already discussed why we are married now. It's just the logistics in terms of military. Military people just do things differently. Like they live life differently. So it was just, it makes things easier in terms of me being on his paper as wife, because otherwise it's not like there's privileges if you're married, but like it's easier for you to come home from a mission if you're married. And it's like, even just medically with some of the things that are happening in my life and in terms of us getting a military house like it just make things easier and the thing is like there is no questioning like we are doing this in terms of timing and in terms of like finances like I do not want to spend money on a wedding right now like that is not where I want to allocate my money like that doesn't make sense to me it doesn't feel aligned because I should no thanks so we just wanted to have this beautiful ceremony and celebration 
and then go from there. Okay. This one's funny. Are you guys moving in together? Someone asked me this, like one of my friends asked me this and I was like, fuck no. And I was like, wait, shit, I guess he's my husband. I should let me explain. So I live in Wellington. My home is fairly small. Like it's not small, but there's no storage. Like I have two tiny, tiny closets. There is no storage. Like I don't know where to put my stuff. And I don't know where to put his stuff. Like he comes with a lot of things. Oh my God, all his military stuff, all his, I don't know, like outdoorsy equipment. I have nowhere to put it. So he's pretty much moved into my home since the beginning. So unless he's working a night shift or he has to be near the base for work. And then he has like, he has somewhere that he's living near the base, but it's like not meant to hold anyone except for him. Like it's a tiny spot. Then he's at my house and he's always has been at my house. Like he has keys to my house. Like it is what it is. Are we formally moving in together? No, like he's leaving his stuff where it is. We are planning on moving in together once we get the military house. And I mean, given it's the military, like I, I swear to God, I need to have like military wife, PTSD, nervous system, God fucked things. Episodes, like I'm going to be creating that soon. But like nothing's ever planned. And everything's last minute. So I'm just feeling like they're going to be like, hey, we have a house and you can move there in two weeks. Like, I feel like it's going to be something stupid like that. So I'm already like bracing, prepping for that. No idea when it's going to happen. Sometime in the spring. So we'll be moving to Astra, which is a military community outside of Trenton. Is it my dream home? No. Is it the perfect next step? Yes. We're not planning on being in this home for like a huge hugely long time. That's a weird way of saying it. It's just kind of where we're going to land. But then again, we want to travel and we move around a lot. Again, we go to Toronto often. We go to Quebec often. Now that he's getting this promotion as loadmaster, like he'll be flying a lot. And once I'm wife, which yay for me, I get to jump on his plane sometimes and we can go different places. So it does not make sense for us to financially get rooted in a house in the moment when it really doesn't matter. And I mean, once we do have kids, until kids need to be in formal like education, I am very happy to strap on kids and then just go. I'm going to be their steady foundation. My partner is the steady foundation. It doesn't need to be the regular way of parenting. Like we're definitely going to be moving around a little bit more than usual, but that's our life and that's how we want to lead it. So that's that. Prenup. Great question. So initially I wanted to get a prenup. Financially, I'm in a different place compared to where he's at. And there was a big part of me that was like, I need to protect things like my business, my dog, my finances. And then I was talking to a lawyer and I was like literally seconds away from like getting the prenup. And then we really talked about it and it was just like, this is a few thousand dollars that we could put somewhere else. And like, I don't, he's not that person, but then also like, we're not separating. And I get you because if I heard someone say this, I'd be like, girlfriend, you're making a mistake. What the fuck? No, no, no. I would have that thought. But again, it's like, I checked in with my nervous system and there was no part of me. That's like, you should be worried or scared because I'm not. So was this the right thing to do? Like, I 
truly think yes. I mean, if we purchase a house and I put down a substantially larger amount, and again, we're not doing this anytime soon. So like his life is changing massive in massive ways. Then perhaps we would put that into like a legal document. But right now I feel good the way it is. Let's be real. If he ever tried to take Tegressa, he would die a slow, painful death. And you guys all know that. And he does too. So I'm not worried. We're okay. It's fine. Again, not what you would think I would do, but it just didn't feel like it was necessary. And again, like I want to emphasize that in a relationship or partnership, a marriage, it's not tit for tat. And you're never going to have two people making the same amount of money, coming with the same amount of assets, with the same amount of everything. It's never 50-50, emotionally, financially, energetically. It's never 50-50. People bring different things to the table. And like, he brings a lot to the table that you can't put a financial value on because it's actually more than that. But then also in terms of like, for example, me being able to move into the military house, which is not the perfect house, but it's a good house. The amount of money I'm saving compared to me bleeding money on rent in a house that I don't want to be in long-term is huge. And it's like the fact that he is the handiest handyman ever and us being able to buy a house that he can renovate or he can build a house from scratch because he has before. Like, it's just like, we do meet halfway and we pinky swore that we'll be nice to each other and that we would never take each other to the ringer. So there you go. I'm not kidding. We did do that, but it just doesn't, it doesn't feel like we need to, this is a different type of relationship. And what I've done a prenup, no matter what with other relationships, absolutely. Also, in case you want to ask, because someone's asked me this before, would I do a prenup if my partner was financially better off than me? Yes. I wouldn't feel aligned to take someone else's money. And like, it just, I don't know, that doesn't feel good to me. Like that's energetically gross to me. And like, we're both very, I don't know, respectful, grounded individuals with integrity. You might disagree with this. It's all good. You do you boo. And this is what we chose to do. Next question. What energetic shift did you make to allow yourself to move with ease and grace through the whirlwind of organizing and spiritually ascending? Beautiful question. I upped my self-care. I upped asking for support. And like my people knew that this was a like very big stretch phase for me and they knew I needed them. And they, like, I asked them to like be there more and they were there more. I, got external help. Like, it's like, I went to see my healers. I got my own therapy. I got a massage. I got more self-care. I got more people to help me with this because you're not meant to do this alone. And you're just like, this is not the time when you're like, I'm so tough. I'm just like, no, I am, I'm struggling a bit and I need help and I want help and I want support. So I asked for help. I also gave myself a lot of grace in terms of doing the things like my house was not at its cleanest. I wasn't going to the gym as much. I was good at nourishing myself. I mean, that I was really good with, but like I let myself sleep in more. I let myself get less done in my business. I 
was off social media a bit more. I took more days off because I'm just like, I don't feel like showing up today. Not in a like, shit, my life is hard. I can't do it. But I'm like, I don't feel like it. I'm not pushing myself. I'm not, I'm not going to do any, anything that feels like a should or I have to. Not happening. I pulled back a bit in terms of like socializing and not in a, I don't want to be around people, but like, I'm a two, four generator. I need a lot of silence and alone time. And I also need a lot of like social activities and being out. But then like, this was a, like, I need to be alone. I need silence. I need more time outside. I just needed more time. So I cleared my schedule. I didn't fill it up. I wasn't at my max. The clients I have, I'm always good to be with and hold space for, but I wasn't like actively manifesting brand new, huge clients. I was just like, no, I can pause. And it's funny because like I leaned back and financially had a fucking fantastic month. And like, I was not over promoting. I wasn't doing a lot of extras, no extra this and that. I was just like, chill. Nope. Do I feel like doing that? Nope. Lean back. And it's like just being off of screens and then just leaning into like nourishing your, your nervous system. So more bagel toning, like when I was having like an emotional moment rather than like shove it down, I just had a fucking cry. It's okay. I like sat with my emotions. And then rather than being like, why are you feeling this way? You should be so happy being like, okay, this is triggering things in me. And I see that. And I acknowledge that. And I have compassion for that. And I have kindness for that. And I'm going to sit with the feeling. I'm going to sit with the emotion. I'm going to get uncomfortable. Then I'm going to take a nap. And then I'm going to lean into what is the root cause of this? It's like, am I really upset about the proposal? No, it's what it meant for me. The meaning I put on it and like my expectation and my micromanaging and how things need to be and how they should be had nothing to do with it. My proposal was perfect. It was better than I could have anticipated. But then like leaning into that, I also made sure given my mind was like, on like high, high alert and was on like overdrive. I had Gabby Bernstein in my ear all the time. So it was either like silence or Gabby Bernstein. And it was just like listening to her talks, listening to her meditations, listening to her audiobooks. She sues me. She, I always end up listening to the right spot at the right time. I was like, Oh, that message is for me. Oh yeah. Oh, that's it. Okay. Got it. So I did a lot of that. Next question. With all the traumas and letdowns of the past, how are you able to let go and trust that this was a real deal? He's not any of my exes. And I'm also not who I was when I had those exes. Not comparable. Apples to oranges. Oh, this is such a weird example. If you keep buying oranges and you keep squeezing them, you'll get orange juice. And then all one day you go and buy apples you're not going to get orange juice. You're going to get apple juice. Duh. So I'm not who I was. I've healed a lot. I've invested a lot of time, energy, money in healing. I've taken time alone. I've taken time to date. I've taken time to dive into the dark spots. I forgave myself for the mistakes I've made. I have forgiven the person, the people that have hurt me. I have had compassion for the experience. And so it is move on. This is a brand new relationship with a brand new human. And also like 
he has done a lot of healing on himself. So we met each other at the perfect time, even though in my head, meeting the perfect person at the perfect time wouldn't be at 37, but it doesn't matter. Here we are. And I just let it go. So there's nothing to compare. Your past does not determine your future ever, period, done. It's your subconscious mind. It's your nervous system. It is your belief system in terms of your programming, but that can be reset. You get an upgrade. You get a system overhaul. You just need to get the new iOS because then the bugs are fixed, which I did. And this is why I consistently do the inner work. I consistently practice self-care. I consistently regulate my nervous system. I consistently have a therapist and a coach. And I'm like in this work and not in a thriving, I'm not good enough. I'm not perfect. And I'm trying to get there, but in a, you just got to, and that's life. We've all had traumas, big T, small T. You got to dive into that and you got to heal and release them because if you don't, then they're running the fucking show and they're keeping you small and they're not going to allow you to live your best life. And I'm done with that shit. I did decades worth of that. I'm not doing that anymore. I deserve to have a beautiful, abundant life. I deserve that incredible partner who's both fucking hot as fuck. My God, he's so hot and funny and intelligent and like kind and in his divine masculine and is going to be the best husband and going to be the best father and is my best friend. And I'm allowed to have a thriving business. I fucking love making great money and I'm allowed to have a healthy body and I'm allowed to have this beautiful community of clients and friends and family because I do done. And so can you like, there's, I'm not special. I'm my own client. I am repeat client. And I do the things for myself that I share with my clients. And I'm like my own test bunny. So it's like when I'm trying a new technique or a technique comes through, I do it on myself. And then I share it with my clients, which is why my clients have massive breakthroughs. Your life can be completely different in three months. And like, for the record, yes, I'm pricey, even though I don't think I am for the transformation you're going to get. It's worth it. Like, hello, 10 years of therapy. I'm significantly cheaper than that. Just saying. I've never had someone ask for a refund. I've never had somebody get to the end of my program and be like, mm, fuck, that was overpriced. I always get the shit. I wish I did it sooner. I would absolutely have paid more. Every time. I've never had someone be like, well, that was a mediocre transformation. I get, holy fuck, you blew my life up and look at where I am now. Thank God I didn't wait longer. You can have that too straight up. And if you've been following me this past year, I moved to the County alone and I managed in the middle of this ridiculous recession slash economy to have two homes. I paid for myself. I like blew up my business. I fired an employee. Well, gently let her go. because She just wasn't serving me anymore. It wasn't aligned, hired two new people which I'm responsible paying for. And I love to do it. I moved to the County again because I sold my condo. I got the exact price I wanted. I went to Italy for two weeks, frolicked. I met the love of my life. I married the love of my life. Like if you are committed and you're ready and you're consistent and you believe you can, because you can, and you deserve it. So please do it. Anything's possible anything's possible. And like, if I look at pictures of myself from a year ago, I actually look younger. 
I have connected to a new level of joy and vitality and energy. And like, I'm doing it all. And I am not special. I'm sorry, I'm not. Like, hate to break it to you. I'm not. Here I am. I'm doing the thing and you can do it too. But I'm consistent. I get uncomfortable. I do the work. I invest in myself because you either invest in your health and wellness now or you're going to pay for your disease and suffering later. And also like we all have inner work to do. Why would you waste another day living in the past? Why would you waste another day being caught in a trauma stress response? Why would you waste another day with your nervous system dysregulated? So your like your cognition, your concentration, your sleep, your digestion, your sex life, your bowels are all out of whack. Why? Life is really precious. You do not know how long you have. You don't. Sorry, truth. So live your life. And I'm committed to consistently up-leveling, taking breaks, taking care of myself, taking care of my husband, and living the best life ever. Done and done. Next questions. Was everyone in your life supportive? How did you handle the naysayers? I would say... It was very well received, better than I thought. Again, my people know that I'm crazy and I do things quickly. So I feel like nothing can shock them anymore. I had like one person who's just like, are you sure? Be careful. They've been around for a while and they've seen me make questionable decisions with men, but then they even felt that this is different. So then they were like, okay, okay, got it. There's a sound like I have gotten a lot of messages and like, how do you know this soon? Well, listen, I'm 37. I actually don't want to have a one year engagement and then plan a wedding for another fucking year and then get married. Like I, that that was one thing that was really important to me. Like I'm sure at our next big wedding, there'll be at least one child, which is totally fine. But then I wanted one night where it's just celebrating me and him. Like I didn't want to be pregnant at the wedding. No judgment, trust me, no judgment, but it just like, that I don't know how, like, it's not how I envisioned it. And also just like, I just wanted a night where it's just the two of us. Like, you're not thinking about like a babysitter and bedtime and da, 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 da. Like, it's just, I don't want to be mummy at the wedding. Like, I just wanted to be me. Um, So we kind of had to do this sooner than later. And again, I explained why. And in terms of the naysayers, this does not make sense. And I respect that. And both of us have done life very differently, which feels uncomfortable for other people. And I understand that being madly in love and manifesting things quickly is triggering for people who are struggling with that. And I respect that. I also respect the fact that not everyone's going to like me. I don't give a fuck. Bless. You don't like me. You don't have to listen to my podcast. You do not need to follow me on Instagram. You have to watch my stories, but you don't have to. That's none of my business. I hope I triggered some people in terms of seeing what else is possible and what you can create, like truly, because I think a lot of people are playing very, very small and nowhere near their potential and they're cock blocking their own abundance, love, health, wealth, all the things. So I hope I triggered some people, going to be honest. And again, it's like, sometimes I see people doing things and I'm like, hmm, cocked eyebrow, I'm not sure what you're doing there. But then I'm like, is it my business? No, cool all the best blessings. So there's nothing to handle with naysayers, to be honest. Again, you don't have to like me. I don't care. I send you love and light either way. Yes. I just said that. And 
that's fine. It's my life. And it's like, for me, the more people are like, what the fuck did you just do? The more I'm like, yes, I'm doing things differently because I want a different life. So for me, that makes sense. Does that make sense? It made sense. So lots of changes are happening for you in general. What additional steps did you take to ensure you stayed grounded? Kind of answered this already. So up to my self-care, less socializing, less screens, being really mindful of my environment and who gets access to me. So lots of boundaries of saying no, knowing my limits. And when my body's like, we need chill time, you take chill time. So that might mean canceling on people. That might mean not answering text. That might mean not pushing yourself in your business. Like this was a personal growth period, not my business growth period, even though hilarious, not surprising, my business has been booming and I have not been giving it every ounce of me. I've been giving it what it needed, but nothing extra. Honeymoon. Oh, fuck no. We have packed bags so many times between Toronto and Quebec and like back and forth, this and that. I just zero percent of either one of us wants this there's no no we might do like a little mini honeymoon which we're not going to talk about just yet but we have like a little idea of what we're going to do as just the getaway also his mom bought us this beautiful like spa package in Quebec fucking can't wait but like we don't want to go anywhere both of our personal and professional lives are in such an aggressive growth period where there's so much change we don't, we wouldn't fully enjoy a honeymoon right now. Like no part of me is like, let's frolic through Europe. It's like, no, can you grab me the weighted blanket and let's lie down on the couch and like hold each other. (laughs) So no honeymoon. We have an idea where we want to do our real honeymoon later. And we have a little idea what we're going to do over the Christmas holidays, like after we've done all the family stuff, but like, no, we do things backwards. Let's be real. What is next for us? Survive the holidays. I'm just kidding. We both love our families. So it's totally fine. Like it's going to be fun. Getting into a routine. This is so not sexy. (laughs) What's next for us? I feel like people want us to be like, we're going to have a lot of sex and we're going to pop out babies in like three seconds. Not what we're like. That's not on the game plan. It's a... Okay, legal name change. All the legal documentation need to be changed. I need to be added to all his military stuff, which there's like 150 pages, I'm sure. It's going to be sitting down in terms of our schedules because the holidays are going to be really, really abundant. And then like sitting down on things like, for example, merging our finances. And that means you better believe he's getting all of the techniques to make sure we're healing his money traumas because we all have that. So there's going to be a lot of energetic and structural things we need to do. This is so not sexy. I'm sure whoever asked this is like, this is fucking boring. What are you telling me? Sorry, real life. But it's like having our money dates together and then planning how we're going to like split certain financial things and like, getting clear on how we want to do our scheduled date nights and like making sure that we don't get lost in the busyness of the holidays. And just like, what are we doing Christmas at your family's my family? What's happening when you're going back to school in January? What are some of the times that he's going to be wildly busy? So I'm going to do more things with my friends, vice versa. There's going to be a lot of logistics is what we're going to do. 
I'm just pumped for like a massive spa day as well. So that's what's next. And then stay tuned, stay tuned folks. There's some things that we don't even know are going to happen. And obviously the universe has some sort of bigger, beautiful plan for us. And that's what's coming. If I didn't answer your question or you have additional questions, please DM me, send me an email, let me know. And let me answer that for you. And it's like, I will say one more thing. People were like, I am surprised you're answering these questions. Let me tell you why I am. You're a human and you're going to judge and you're going to make assumptions. And I would, and Hey, good for you. We all do it. I do it. But I want to answer these questions because I don't want to say I'm a public figure, but I am someone in the public and you're here. You're following my story, whether you're a close friend, whether you're an acquaintance, whether you're brand new to me, hello, welcome. Hope you listen to the other two podcasts, just kidding. And you have questions and you're curious and that's life. Like that's why reality shows are so entertaining because you're like, ooh, what's happening? What is the thing? Ask me questions and I'll answer them for you. Also, I'm a generator. So I love responding to what you would like me to respond to. Then I can create content in terms of how did I create this? And why not answer the questions? If there's a question that is like, I don't know, outrageous, then I won't answer it. I'm fine. Like I've never had a question that I didn't feel ready to answer. So I mean, hit me up, but I'm here for it. So thank you for being here. Thank you for following along this crazy journey and getting to the very end of this. Thank you for being in this wild, abundant life of mine. And I appreciate you. That's it. Love you. I'm going to leave you. Told you this is going to be a multi-episode situation. And here we are. I hope you can call in all of your wildest, biggest manifestations and dreams. I hope you've made your vision board juicy as fuck to the point where you look at them like, is that even possible? Hello, it is. I'm living my vision dream, my vision board. I'm living that dream life. I I am. Did I think it was something I could achieve? Nope. Was it slow and steady and sometimes wildly fast? Yep. I'm not special. You can do this as well. So I will plug it. If you want to work with me? You know where to find me. I'm happy to chat with you and see if this is the right thing for you. But whether you work with me, you work with another coach and whatever healing practices you're going to lean into, don't fucking settle. There's so much abundance out there and there's so much love out there. It would break my heart for you not to be able to marinate in the goodness. Yes, please. More please. Good on top of good. Your desires desire you. And anything that you wish you've had is out there wishing for you. So make room. Let go of what doesn't serve you. Let go of the stories, the beliefs, the previous traumas, process them, release them, make peace with them, live in the now, fucking love your life. And if you don't love your life, blow it up. It's fun. And then recreate from scratch, making it better than you could have imagined. And I'm done. I'm going to love you and leave you. Bye.